It is Wednesday. I don't know the date. Oh, it's Jake's birthday. It's Jake's birthday. It's August. It's August. Fucking dumbass, Jimmy. It's October 11th. It's Jake's birthday. The Yankees came back from 0-2. They won three games in a row. They've now 4-4 in elimination games. They move on to the American League Championship Series against the Houston Astros. Let's talk Yanks, babe. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. Yeah. Oh, no singing today? And we're singing and we're dancing and we're real happy. Because we're colored. Give me a high five. <laughs> People will think that's rude, but it's the it's the opening of the Wayne. The Wayne it's the opening of the Wayne's Brothers. Like today's climate, you might as well just cut that. <laughs> a lot of the new listeners. Here's how I want to open up the show to you, Jake Ronald. Yeah. One, happy birthday. Happy very birthday. You finally Thank caught you. you finally caught up to me and we're the same age. Two, yep, you're my best friend and I love you. I am on nice. I am on cloud nine. I'm full of love. I'm just sure. I'm just a bucket of love. If anyone talks to me right now, I'd probably kiss them on the cheek, but I'm on, in a room alone. To uh, all our followers, I love you. To new followers who are checking this out because the Yankees are good and you're interested in playoff baseball, fucking love you too. I'm just, I, I am a bucket of joy right now. Well, I think I've got the big question to ask you, Jim. Yeah. Did you watch the game? <laughs> well, <laughs> I did, but it was a tough pickle I was in. Should I lay that out for people? I, sure. I was at work, so I'm I'm on the West Coast. Hi, by the way, we'll introduce ourselves if you're a new time listener. I'm John Boy. Um, I live in California. I'm with my co-host, Jake. He lives in Denver. Jake. We're from Connecticut, high school friends, transplanted Yankee fans, Still Yankee fans. Some people are like baseball, baseball experts. I think. Yeah, ten times the baseball experts. Anyway, I had to. I had to work. The game started at five for me. I had to work until six. I had a meeting at six, so I was on the clock up until six. Then I had a meeting. My meetings take about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and then. So I watched the first hour. So I saw Didi's first home run at my office and CC with the two first two innings dominant. Then I had to go to my meeting. My meeting actually was like, I think 20 minutes or so. So I came back. I was like, what did I miss? People on Twitter are nice. They're like, Didi hit another home run and CC's grooving. I'm like, hell yeah, baby, let's go. Three nothing. So I watch a little bit, but I don't want to watch. I'm still at my office, but I'm scared. I'm like, I have to calculate this good so I can drive home. Right. Where I'm because. Not only am I watching, I'm trying to make gifts and share them with the whole world so all of Yankees, uh, Yankees Empire, whatever they call it, can enjoy this game as much as possible. And, right. you know, the good shit, people want to see it over and over again. So I got to gift it. I took it, take it upon myself as my job until my account gets suspended. So I had to choose my right. spot. CeCe gets in trouble in the fifth. They bring d No, no, no. That's what I, so, no, I'm not talking game. I'm not talking game. I'm not talking game. I had to drive home. So I chose that spot to drive home. So I missed a little bit and missing it was not, I could listen. I actually called my dad to give him play by play. Cause I thought that was more fun than having just listening to the radio and I could ask questions and stuff and get re- responses, which you can't do when you listen to the radio. So I drove home. So I watched this game like a crazy person to when I finally got into this desk that I'm in right here to sit and watch, I was like shaking. And here's the kicker. 
It's your birthday, Jake. It's my girlfriend's mom's birthday. I live at their house. They had a dinner party, a birthday dinner party with like relatives and shit over. I walk in and dinner's, I thought, I thought I might've missed it and it was, dinner was gonna be over. They're just starting. They're like, pull up, sit down. We got a plate for you. And I look at Katie and I'm like, tough. It's such a tough spot. Her mom right away was like, I will not be offended. I know. They, they know that I go live. I, I try, right. I'm trying to build a following, trying to like actually create something here. So I knew they would get it, but it's still never not rude. Yeah. Oh, that's rude. It's incredibly rude because the guests there, they don't get it at all. They're like, you guys are fucking So asshole. all of our followers tweet happy birthday to Katie's mom. I'm going to buy her flower. I'm going to buy her flowers. That'll be your apology. Tomorrow, the off day, I got time on my hands. I got to go apologize because then I'm sitting in my room. I'm broadcasting. I had 250 people watching on Periscope today, which was awesome. It's the most I think I ever had. And I did it for like an hour and I just can't yell because then I'm the fucking dickhead yelling in a closed bedroom while they're having a dinner party that I am not at. Super rude. I felt so rude, but it's kind of like, it's game five. It's a one run game. So, well, let's, let's jump into it and talk about the U S men's soccer team. Kaput done. Dunzo. All right. They out. Onto the Yankees. Onto the Yankees. <laughs> All right. So where do you want to start? Cause I, let's start with CC. That's what I would be. My... I'll start. C- catch your, catch your breath. You, you just let a lot of yourself out there. I haven't caught my breath in three hours. Well, <laughs> we'll start with the first inning. I think you, I, I don't know. I guess anyone we kind of talked to had a lot of faith in CeCe, as they should have. He's the most veteran on the team. Like, his old team, like, isn't a thing anymore, but, like, kind of a thing. And, like, he already he already pitched well. He's got great road numbers. And, man, he came out throwing, like, so smooth. Like, he was – he looked like he put on a Bernie Williams jazz CD before he went out there and was just <laughs> tossing sliders. Like they were nothing, dude. His his slider was filthy. I I hadn't seen it like that. And I guess if you're if you've been keeping track of the Yankees, you, you know, you know what CC was going to be out there. Or if you've been keeping track this year, you know. If you hadn't, you kind of didn't. Oh no! Like yeah. I, I I I talked to a couple Indian fans that were like, "You guys don't really have much faith in CC, right?" And it's like that's. <laughs> It's not the two year ago CC that fell off the cliff with the bum knee and the booze and all that. And man, he he came out and was dealing like mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like I don't I don't know if a ball left the infield for a while. Yeah. My my dad texted me that. I CC CC was dealing and I we we need to say his name a lot because he's easy to kind of ignore not ignore, but Didi Gregorius, man. Two home runs. No, hey, let me talk about CC. Come on. Okay, yeah, okay. You can talk about both of them. So I, I said that because Didi actually happened before CC, which was huge. Yes, huge, yes. And I wrote a little blog because I was so nervous that all I can do when I'm nervous is just talk or write, and it's the only thing that like calms me down. But I wrote that I had faith in CC that he was going to give us a great outing. But the... The key was having a good first inning because CeCe has always come out and not known what pitches he had, what was working, and then he figures it out after like the second inning, third inning. Then he's on cruise control, right? This right. this was different. So I had faith he would give us a good outing. I didn't have faith he was going to be shut down from the start. That was so, that was impressive. 
Yeah. It's technically C comes before D. Well, okay. I'll give you that one for now. <laughs> but but uh, well, let's let's finish CC before we even go to DD. I texted you and Titch, our other friend, Yankee fan, Yankee chat. As soon as CC let a guy on, do you pull him? Now, you guys both said no right away. I think it was two on. But here's the thing with CeCe. When he, CeCe, CeCe goes, goes hard, 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 and then hits a wall and is dead. When his arm gets tired, he's dead. And that's what happened to him here. And I like Joe got killed for pulling him too early last game. And I defended it and said, well, no, because when CeCe tires, he fucking crashes to a stop. His pitches weren't hitting and he got hit. It didn't kill us, so it's not bad, but... It's something to know for the for the remainder. He's going to give you five innings, but as soon as he shows signs, it's not like Severino showed a sign and Severino's young and still throws 100 and can bounce back. When CC gets gets tired, eh, take the big man out. Right, and I, I was tweeting kind of cocky supporting Joe, um, which again, with, with one swing of the bat could have changed and I would have been shitting on Joe too. But... Girardi made a lot of good calls today. I I will say that's the only one that's probably kind of open discussion because I I think you leave him in for their catcher. What's his name? Perez. Yeah. Who on my? I mean, go ahead. Cece was at low sixties pitches at that point, if not fifties still when he started that at bat. And with how Cece was dealing. I mean, we were, again, we go into a CC dream world a little bit because he's a California dreamboat. But if if CC gets a twin killing there on the catcher, Bruce was running on first because I remember saying that. You're getting another inning out of CC. Yes. In, in my head. Yeah. Um, the moment of discussion there. And again, I think because in your head, so that that became the risk reward because it turned into, okay, do we bring in a reliever that, definitely has more more in the gas tank at this point and our bullpen can carry us this far or do we give cc a chance to get one of these guys to bounce one because if he does and we can potentially get a couple more outs out of him that's huge and i i that was my it's it's funny when a playoff series goes and you have faith in some guys you don't have faith in some guys again you and me and i i asked that poll the yankee nation for game five of the playoffs, Tommy Canely had more built up Yankee credit than Chad Green. <laughs> so Chad Green's brilliant season almost partially out the door <laughs> for No. No, I I'm not saying out the door. I'm not saying write the guy off, but who who would you rather give him the ball to if if Canely or Chad Green had to come in? I was fine with either. But a lot of yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to take it to a no level. So, but, 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 so what I want to spin that back to is, so there's your risk reward leaving CC in is that, you know, you're, you're not going to dry out your bullpen and man, I, you can harp a lot in baseball, how one pitch matters, how, et cetera, et cetera. I think the biggest mistake in this game for Cleveland was when they pulled out Shaw with the two outs in the eighth. And they brought in the closer, Allen, mm-hmm. because those, however many pitches Allen had to use that inning, I think it was five, six, something like that. 
but then he had to go to the bull. He had to go to the dugout. He wasn't doing his natural bullpen routine. And man, by the end of Allen's outing, he was gassed. He threw thirty plus pitches. Yep. And when it got to Frazier and, and Brett then, Gardner with that amazing at bat, which we're we'll obviously get to later. Table out for later. But I I think because that Shaw guy was mowing us down. Yep. And that's why I said on Periscope, I was like, "Good, take him out." He's the best pitcher. Yeah, you've had I think this those year. extra and so it's it's those little things. I said, and this was the another one of Girardi's move was pinch hitting Headley. They took Andrew Miller out instantly to Headley, which I was surprised. Miller looked good, and it would have got them through an inning. And I still think is that not a big part of relieving still like finishing the inning? No, because that's... then you come. I I mean I get that it's not, but like it's all routine. Like they. They were talking about Chapman sitting in the dugout for 30 minutes. I mean. But Miller is the pitcher that last year invented this right. Swiss Army man. Can do anything. Doesn't need a role. Doesn't need an inning. Doesn't can come in. But that's, I mean, I, I'm i saying, I, I guess I get the Headley threat, even though <laughs> Headley showed himself to not be too much of a threat this series. But they pulled Miller, that batter, which I think is one batter too early. He, he. Maybe he does a job. I don't know. That's well. And oh, if you're someone Cleveland, asks, if you're Cleveland. That's an okay move. Shaw was mowing us down, and they brought in Allen. They brought in Allen for Judge. Yeah. Who? We're going to talk about Judge a lot. He set the record for most strikeouts in the series in a five-game series. I uh, set all those records. I know, and we they're more relevant than anything, but. Man, Shaw was mowing us down, and I, I think that extra batter, again, who knows what happens. Hopefully Chapman mows him down in the ninth anyways, but that stadium would have been out of control if <laughs> if it was a one-run game. Chapman had been sitting on the bench for a half hour, and he walked the first batter. So that's that's my relief pitching spiel. Well, to add to the what you just said, someone asked me, like, why pinch hit Headley for Ellsbury? And if you're saying, why not Holiday? Yeah, Joe played his own hand. He didn't play Holiday enough at all. So Holiday's been on the bench for 10 days. So Holiday had, he can't come in because he's just cold. And he's cold because Joe didn't play him. So it's kind of like, hey, Joe, why didn't you play Holiday? Yeah. Well, because I haven't played him all series. And it's like, well, this big catch 22. I think Holiday will play a much bigger factor in the next series versus lefty pitchers. And they're going to ease him in and he's going to get his at-bats and shit like that. But why, but Joe putting Headley in for Ellsbury is because he is puppeteering Tito right then. He's saying, I'm going to make you pull Andrew Miller, who's one of your best three pitchers. Now, Shaw did great. We know that. So in retrospect, it's like maybe Miller staying in would have been good. But at the time, even if Headley doesn't get a hit, it still served a purpose. You're making them use pitchers. Yeah. If this game gets tied, if it goes extras, you're making them use pitchers. Some guy tweeted me like, why? And I was like, well, even if Headley doesn't get hit, it's still good because you're making them change the pitchers. Joe is forcing Francona's hand, yeah. which means Joe was in control of that moment. So it's a good – and you said that at the time, and I said that too. Headley didn't get a hit. Shaw came in and mowed us down. So in, in the end, it didn't matter. But it's still – that's still like a baseball strategy that I think a lot of people don't pick up on. Yeah, and I'm, I, I guess the thing – and I don't have all the stats, and I know Headley had that good at bat against Miller, but – I don't know to to get one more out out of Miller, which again I think that one more out out of Miller Shaw would have been very big. I don't know. It kind of was Girardi forcing their hands. Like I, 
I, I don't know, because because Chase is a switch hitter anyway, so you know Chase is going to bat lefty um, against Shaw. Mm-hmm. So yep. you're saying I'd rather have righty Shaw against lefty Chase than Miller against righty Chase? I don't know. That's I don't think he. I don't think Joe cared. I think he just put the switch hitter up there. Oh yeah, to make them change. I, I mean, yeah. I was I was shocked that they pulled Miller so quickly. <laughs> Big. <laughs> No offense, Chase. We support you all year, but big bad Chase Headley, oh for yeah. the series. Come on, bad series from the DH, but we want it. Uh, where do you want to jump to next, Didi? Let's. I mean, we can talk about Didi, but there's not much to say besides this dude is just awesome. In 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 game in the wild card game, he came to play. In game five, he came to play. We said he wasn't having a good series before this, but he had his walks, his on base percentage was there. But I mean, come on, two home runs versus Kluber. You can't. That's go. That goes a long way. It is. Didi has had a good postseason now. Would you say that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are saying this is his coming out party, and I we talked about it a few podcasts ago. Like, there's positions in sports you feel like you're supposed to know, like quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, shortstop for the Yankees. Didi Gregorius is kind of a silly name. He's kind of a silly guy. Dude had a great year. I um. It's something I don't know if I admit it on the podcast. Uh, I just saw the the CC catch the bunt highlight, and I'm going to pass out. But uh, <laughs> is it going to be remembered as the Divot game? That would be awesome. But Didi Gregorius is a stud. He, he just missed making the All-Star team by the middle of the year. His playoff performance has been great. The guy's an, a top-notch defender. He – and, man, it, the – uh, there's another old adage in sports: you never want to be the guy to replace the guy. He came in to replace Derek Cheater, and he's doing an incredible job. Yep. Uh, so I, I think A Rod said he was the Yankees MVP this year or something, and then A Rod, in an A Rod moment, was like, uh, "Well, no, Judge, <laughs> but Didi, Didi, he, he's, but he 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 covered it up. He was like, he's his most consistent month to month player. Yes, but Didi." Someone tweeted out, he's three for three with two home runs off Kluber and a hit off Andrew Miller. That's impressive. Yeah. And I also the, had a nice, nice double play. Yeah. The, I mean, the other thing, this is something I want to throw myself under the bus for. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I kind of had a, I forget if it was when he didn't make the all-star team or what it was, or the, when the Yankees just started their cold streak. I think it was, because I think he came out of the break cold too. But I kind of had a freak out moment where I was like, Shoot, I, if Didi had a bad second half, he was going to have a bad year because he's not an OBP guy. Um, I saw his power kind of waning. It was like, <laughs> I think I was in my car alone just having like nervous thoughts. It must have been during Yankee. You were. you were. You were texting me. <laughs> and and I, knew, I was like, what are you talking about? It. He's having a great I year. I openly admitted it. And the the dude basically got better, and now he's he's a postseason hero. Really? Yeah. I mean, his average isn't great, but w- when he's come through, he's come through huge. I mean – that first inning home run, and you and I both said two days ago or whenever we podcast is that we would put Gardner or we would put Gary three because he's had the home runs off Kluber and instant threat, and I still kind of believed it, but DD three home run first inning, we're wrong, and that's how that goes. I, I know this is another stupid, like, not true thing, but if Kluber gets out of that first inning with three up, three down, like, in your heads mentally, you go – okay, Kluber's pitching well, he's going six, seven innings pitch. Like, when Didi pokes one, you're like, <laughs> like, 
A, you're thinking, hey, one might do it if if we do this right. And then two, you're saying, man, maybe we can get to Kluber. We already got to him before. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the stats on his last three playoff starts, but they were all bad. Yeah, they were all four three inning pitch. He gave up two home runs each game. I mean, series on short rest, and then the two Yankee yeah. starts. Wow. I mean, anytime you we we get to your to Cy Young two times and CC out pitches him twice, you deserve to lose that game. That's Yanks all the way. Yeah. That that's what. That was luckily Smoltz saved a little bit on the broadcast, but they were going. If you told me the Yankees were going to be here with Judge being one for nineteen and Gary being three for blah, I would have told you no way the Yankees are in this series. I'm sitting on my mouth just spewing, saying, "Oh, if you told me Kluber would have got knocked around twice." Yeah, if you told me whatever, 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 whatever. but Cece. I wrote this in my little notes. I don't even have them around right now, but I keep kind of notes to talk about on the show. In the third inning, I wrote, if CC, I said, no, I didn't write this. I had a thought. CC was like through three. He was dominating. And my brain just went, imagine if CC goes seven scoreless strong innings in game five. My eyes started swelling. Like my eyes started watering. I was just so excited. He went through, he had nine Ks through five innings. And then catching that bunt, that's awesome. Yeah, big fella can move, gut swinging about. Dude, his Good shit gut was back tonight. Um, I mean, it's been around. That was the most gut I've seen in a while, and I think that the was the key victory. <laughs> the pinstripes hide it a little. The 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 gray gets the sweat going, gets Spinning. the big it's elongating. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got some things to talk about on my little. Uh, Did, who was named Series MVP? Didi. They don't do a series. No, for MVP CS or DS. Yeah. Nope. All right. Here's something I want to say. And you don't really, but Perez, do you notice how Perez on the Indians, the catcher tries to deke out every batter by either like setting up inside, then jumping outside last second or tapping the ground, then going up or waving up, then going down. Did yeah. you see that? Cause I, I did see that. And I made part of me, part of me hated it. Part of me loved it. I mean, at, at the end, he was doing the fake deke, which I liked a lot. He was slapping the ground, and then they were throwing balls at the dirt. So, hey, if you're a Yankees hitter, that's kind of a mind-fucky thing. I don't think so. I think he's like a, a 10-year-old in Little League thinking he's doing so much, and he's doing so little. And it's like, dude, calm down. Do you not think the Yankees have video and, like, scout about you doing this? I, I I'm 60-40 with you. The 40% of me is saying that if they had a couple big strikeouts and they won, and this was talking talking Indians, you'd say, do you see Perez behind the plate messing with the hitters? That was good stuff. I think you have to reserve that for – it's like running like a fake – it's like running like a hook and ladder in football. You can't run it every play. But if you do it twice a game and really get it going, it'll work. But he does it – Almost three times in that bat. Yeah, it's it's a catch twenty two. There's no middle or you. That's the thing. If you do it only on the important pitches, then the guys know it's like a psych out. If you yeah. do it every pitch, I mean, then it <laughs> takes out the psych out mentality. So it's still kind of useless. So okay, maybe I'm seventy thirty. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna move I'll, on to hey, Perez, and it half had to do with his pitcher stuff. Perez was good at pitch framing. 
throughout the series. He, he, um, a lot of those guys threw good two seamers and big curveballs, and he was definitely definitely playing up the umps a little bit and did 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 done did good on that. All right. So the guy who who DM'd us a couple games ago, Mike Gianetti. Sure. With a with a list of topics to talk about. He did it last podcast, but I kind of read them beforehand and then seeped them into my own thoughts and halfway stole them. I agreed with him anyway, but I felt bad about it. Sure. So I told him, like, sorry. And he DM'd a, a bunch again. I haven't read them yet, so I'm going to read them now uh, just, to, just to see if they touch us, any, to, to touch on something we haven't talked about. You ready? Let's see if they touch you. One, Guardy rips a single, DD two-run homer. The table setter continues to be a huge part of why this team wins. That was an unbelievable bat against Cody Allen, and the unspoken hero of the entire team is finally getting his love on the biggest stage. Gotta, I mean, it, we can talk it, about that at bat yeah. by Gardner now. <laughs> yeah. That at bat, yeah, that I'll, at bat I'll by Gardner. It, that at bat by Gardner was incredible. I was live the whole time, like, basically broadcasting like I was a commentator or some shit. But that is what I want to see Gary and Judge work on. I don't need they don't need to be as good as Gardner because they're different hitters. But Judge took that 3-1 pitch and then didn't look at 3-2. Gardner in that at bat looked at the ump and said, "You don't fucking matter. I'm not going to get called out on strikes." There was a couple balls off the plate. He fought them off swung, fouled them all back. He was not going to go down looking, putting it into the ump's hands, which I need, I need Gary and judge to develop in their skill set. They're young. They don't have that yet. They know how to hit for power. I need them to learn how to grind it out. And that is the ultimate grinder right there. And then to actually come through and put the ball in play and get runs. I mean, those runs were important that at bat took all the win. Like even as that at bat went, I was saying every foul ball took, the Indians crowd and just lessened them yeah. decimal by decimal. And then to get the big blow and then the, the error and the two runs dead. And now we send Chapman out there. It was amazing. It was, I mean, the DD home runs won us the game, but that guardian at bat cannot go unmentioned and it won't. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted when that happened, you know, re-sign Gardy and Frazier. <laughs> Cause <laughs> That that was incredible, man. That that and bat at bat was obviously incredible. It was almost a like a fuck money ball at bat. Like he he was swinging at pitches out of the zone, falling off casually, but he got the big hit that locked it up. Are you snagging a beer? Yeah, like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Gar- we've been saying Guardy's the pulse of the team all year, and I this I. Last time quoting A Rod, hopefully. But there's, I know Judge had a terrible series. Judge is still very much a threat, especially if they did walk Gardner with the bases loaded. A Rod, A Rod, I think hinted at that too much, and it's like, no, that was that was Brent just doing the damn thing up there, man. He threw like three balls, and Brent refused to be walked. But. Yeah, I mean, Guardy's a stud, but I, I still think, because with, with Judge and Gary, and I'm full broken record, those guys, if there's no runners on, they're going to bounce six curveballs in the dirt. And guess what? Those guys are probably going to swing at three of them. That's, right at bat by Todd to get the walk. That's, that's, those are, that's the odds game they're playing right now. 
with uh, with Judge and Gary, and if there's runners on, they can't play that game. I mean, Judge Judge's one hit this series was the was the double with with guys on. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a, he had a few at bats with guys on. I'm not saying that's the only difference maker, but when you're right, they still have a they're still working on the you've got to bring it to me slash what am I going to swing at thing. Like Gary, you knew Gary was done that what was it the last I think it was his last at bat where they just yep. they just bounced one two feet in front of the plate but you knew he was going for it the whole stadium did judge refusing to swing in hitters counts it was 2-0 last time I was furious it was 3-1 this time is infuriating yeah I get I almost had a stroke 3-1 fastball it wasn't like right down the middle it was kind of on the outside lock and load baby yeah lock and load and then he takes 3-2 which was a ball but again, Guardy sees what's been happening and he's like, fuck you, ump. You're not, I'm not putting this in your yeah. hands. I am the man. Judge needs to get that. Yeah. And Judge, uh, hey, the Yankees were getting that pitch all night. So you can't complain about it. But- no, I'm, I, I, I'm not complaining about it because they were and it was good. All right, let's move forward. Next one. I'm going to go in a different order than Mike said him because, all right. Uh, Didi is officially loved by the Yankee fan base as much as Paul O'Neill and Tino. The non-home, which who are non-homegrown guys who feel like they're lifelong Yankees. He's earned that level of respect from the fan base, leader of the team. Um, Mike, that is a little forward. Polo Tino, maybe. Paul O'Neill. If you were to tell me which Yankee who wasn't a lifelong Yankee gets treated like a lifelong, like Paul O'Neill is the upper echelon of not lifelong Yankees who get respect from Yankee fans. I don't really want to delve too much into that because I want to talk about this game. I'm, I'm but Didi's on his way. I'm going Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even think about that. So Babe Ruth and Paul <laughs> O'Neill. <laughs> no, but no, Didi is like – it's, it's Didi's a lovable guy. That, that was the only part about that phrase that I liked, not not the homegrown guys because Bernie, the Jorge's, you, even Mariano, you know their backstory. You know Jorge wanted to play the infield and they were like, no, this – he looks like a blind person playing the infield. I'm assuming I never really saw it, but well, him, too fat of an ass. Him playing first base was atrocious. You know, you knew Bernie's he made the play. Bernie's this lovable goofball where if he came from another franchise, you'd kind of be like, okay, what's this weirdo doing? And you knew Mariano was kind of a starter that was a little weird. And then he developed into a guy that had one pitch and was the best closer ever. So I, I like Didi on the all non homegrown stars team. I, I mean, I, I, I like that. I, I like that list. And I think in the off season, we're going to do a lot of lists like that yeah. and more non active baseball, obviously talk. So someone remind me in the off season, top 10 non homegrown Yankees. That's going to be a fun thing to dig into. And Didi, it's hard to do active guys. Um, we'll see how this exactly. postseason plays that's, out. It, it, but it, he's a, He's on his way. If he plays another eight seasons of very solid baseball, yeah, he's he's probably he's got the personality. But I I think right now you just view right now the Yankees are just viewed as a young core. Gary, Judge, Didi, we'll put your boy Bird on there. I was about to slap you through the computer. I know you were. Say Bird. I know you do, Severino. Yep. All right. Um, Next point from Mike. Mike, I love that you do this. It's like homework for us. 
Thank you. I hate home. And he does it pretty. He does it pretty quick. He sent this to me at the right end of the game. All right, four. Hicks means everything to the bottom of the lineup and holding up runners. No one wants any part of that cannon. That is a fantastic point. The I said this after game one. In game one, the Indians tipped their hand. We are not running on Aaron Hicks. They had two times they could have. If it was Ellsbury, they could have in game one. And they did not. And we said after that game, you have to start Hicks. They've already showed their hand. We're scared to run on Hicks. Yeah. So mentally, Hicks is stopping runs. And like Mike said, no one wants any part of that cannon. If the if the Astros are the same way, Hicks is the center fielder. Because uh, there was a lot of talk, Ellsbury in center field. I, I knew Hicks had the better arm. I didn't think of like the mental aspect that people are scared to run on him. It's huge. He, what did Hicks do today? I don't even he 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 works. He had a walk. He, he had a big single. Bats. He had the big single before Todd's at bat. Oh, uh, okay. And he worked a walk earlier in the game, I believe. I think so. He, um, right. yeah. I, I, I mean that it didn't end up paying off, but that it was the inning. CC got yanked. That first ball was in the gap, and he cut it off. Um, which hey, I think Bruce singled after that, which. If he didn't, if Hicks wasn't out there and it turns into a double, the run maybe scores there and maybe that changes things. I don't know, but Hicks, Hicks is a question. weapon. We didn't talk. We talked for an hour after last game, but I did not. I don't think we said, did you see when Hicks caught the ball in the first inning of game four and he ran back under it and then kind of like stunted underneath it and just stood still like a statue and caught it did you see it? i posted a gif of it on my gif recap maybe i don't I know on Jumbo. it it felt like he was pimping catching a fly ball cool i'll show you the gif but it was kind of like ooh, that's cool speaking of pimping weird things todd frazier's bat flip on his walk in the in the ninth inning was pretty cool tomahawk I'm, i mean i mean bring back todd um one one I mean, year. It's crazy because Glaber, Glaber Torres is one of the top prospects in all of baseball, right. and he was almost ready. Still twenty and just missed almost a full season, right? Yeah, but there, he's going to be ready for spring training, and he was like lighting it up. So yes, there's a test period, but I'm agreeing with you. Todd has been everything. Bring him back as like a player coach. I don't, but no, give him, give him. It's tough. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. But fucking give that dude one fourteen million one year. Uh, there you go. His his son plays T ball with my cousin Reef. Nice. So I'm gonna go meet him one day. No cue. Todd retweeted me and he replied to me on Twitter. He's pretty cool. Nice. No cue. All right. Next next topic from Mike. He's got eight for us today. We've done three. Keepers. Despite everything that's happened, Chapman has earned every cent of that contract for the year. Now, Chapman did falter for two weeks, I think. I think there was like a two-week span where he was garbage. He got demoted. Since he got demoted, nay, not since he got demoted, since, fuck, I forget who they were playing. He pitched in the eighth. He came out for the ninth. He gave them a leadoff walk. And after the leadoff walk, he changed to swag out, bully mode, stare him down, and completely switched to the Hulk Man, he is, and he has been that person since then. I, fucking, I think I forget I mean, that game. September's the round number. I forget which team you're talking about, but I mean, he didn't give up a run in September, right? Yeah, yeah, but it it was it was it was instantly like that moment you could see his whole body right power down, and 
He's been great this 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 series, yeah, right? You, you and me try to not be reactional as as much as Twitter can be. I mean, I mean, I yeah, I'm, uh, I try my we, hardest. We, not we were that. we were adamant that if this Yankee team wanted to do something this postseason, Chapman needed to be the closer and he needed to be a stud. And I mean, but we were we were also adamant, but Tansis needed to be going good and the eighth inning guy, and that's not happening, and we're still good. That's but, true. But White Sox trade. Has, White Sox trade. <laughs> White Sox trade. White Sox trade. Yo, that White Sox trade. That White Sox trade. Do you think there's? Do you um, think there's a fan? Do you think there's a fan out there upset about that trade? Can Can there be? Man, if if the Yanks got bounced. Which they still, and Blake Rutherford is an all star. It'll it'll He's come been back. bad since he got traded. I know, he, he, but that that's no, the only. But think right now, you cannot be. David Robertson. Yeah. Tommy Canely, Todd Frazier, not take take in between the lines out of it. Okay, which is huge. They've been huge in between the lines. Take that out of it. David Robertson and. And um, fucking Todd Frazier, two of your best, like two of your best gift guys, two of the best like clubhouse guys. Like it was almost like the Yankees they were in a pit of hell and despair in Chicago, and the Yankees pulled them out, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, Freedom. we're in New York." Freedom. And they the, the, <laughs> and they looked at everyone in the Yankees clubhouse and like, "You don't know how lucky you are." <laughs> Cherish it. What are, Cherish what are you, it. What are you young guys winning games? <laughs> yeah. Oh, a loss. You think one loss is bad? <laughs> Whoa. No, they've they've been every Todd Frazier's been everything for the clubhouse. Even today on Periscope, I was like, they're showing him every second. Yeah, I I didn't even um <laughs> honestly for a second when I was trying to think of a way you could defend. The White Sox trade if Rutherford was an all-star. I forgot that Frazier was even a part of it for a second. So, no. The Yanks you, crushed that trade. You cannot. Okay. Cash, uh, cash so, we trust. Uh, yep. I, I mean, that question was about Chapman. We, we went a long way away from it. I mean, the, expectations. My word of the year. Maybe not. My birthday just happened. Maybe I'll start a new one. Chapman still finished with like a 3-1 ERA this year or something like that. It's in the regular season. It it was a little. But I hate reliever ERAs. You know that. I know you do. But I mean, it's it was the expectation in the regular season. Chapman had a three two ERA. <laughs> so, and he it was a terrible year. People were telling you to send him to the minors. <laughs> People are so dumb. Uh, so in defense of in defense of Chapman's bad ERA, from all the knowledge I've gathered. He's always been a slow starter is what I've heard because it takes him a while to dial it up. And this season he had an injury. So that pushed back his slow start. Like Tex with an injury would push back. And then he straight up just kind of lost his confidence and swagger for a little bit. Like it was, it was apparent that it was not stuff like the Devers home run. Well, actually that one, he just got beat. But around that time it was swagger. It was like presence on the mound. That can that doesn't need to get you wins. There's a great David Ortiz quote when he's talking about Sonny Gray, 
where he says, this guy's 5'10", like a buck yeah. 50. What's he going to do? Then he lights me up with a slider, cutter, fastball, change up. And I'm like, oh, shit, that dude just diced me up. That little dude just – that's David Ortiz quote. So presence on the mound doesn't always matter. But it can also matter. There's It's both yeah. sides of the same coin. You can stand on the mound and just physically impose, like, your dominance on the batter to the point where they're like, holy shit. And then you throw no, 103 I- and they're like, I, I think what amplified it is New York times a guy that throws the hardest in the game tied with, he went through a slump and then, and then I think he was coming out of that slump and the Devers Homer happened. And that was just like, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> a 20 year old lefty just got me. And then I think that that really went to a deep, dark place, but Hey, it, it, it got us to reset. It got the rest of the bullpen. Did you see the gif I posted of Chapman yelling after this win? It was scary. I saw him. Dude, he looked scary for a lot. I don't even know if I saw that gif, but he's <laughs> scary. He's scary. David Ross was on part of my take, the Barstool podcast. Sure. If no one knows, I mean, you have to know what part of my take is. But anyway, there was something interesting. He said, it's always good to have the guys who speak Spanish and English in the clubhouse because they bridge the gap. Because they were talking about how they, they asked him how he communicates with uh, uh, Spanish being pitchers because he's a catcher. And he said, uh, Pedro Strope is that person on the Cubs. And he's like, like, he's like necessary in the clubhouse, which is another very big intangible you would never think performance wise. Right? But David Ross said, Pedro Strope helped him a lot because Chapman speaks like zero English and he could not figure out Chapman's personality. And Strope not only could translate the words, but could say, hey, you know, he's kind of like this kind of guy. Right. So you need – and I think Chapman is kind of like tricky like that. Like, yeah. I think he's like – like I can't I can't pin him down. He's – Because I don't – I've never heard his dial. I've never heard his rhythm or his like vernacular or anything or the tone in which he speaks because I don't speak Spanish. Right. So – I think I know Chapman pretty good. Uh, but I've watched some like Instagram lives that he posts. Anybody want to be up? <laughs> All right. All right. Next, next, next Mike Giannetti. Uh, Mike Giannetti. If we were to make money off this podcast, I'd give you 1%, but we make zero money, but this is really good shit. Six. CC is a goon. I'm ready to go to war with the young core led by the scrappy veterans of CC, Todd and Brett off to Houston. We go. Was goon the word there? Goon. I think people use goon. There's two different ways. Are we getting old? No, I think Mike's around our age. I think goon is used two ways. I I did a breakdown of, oh, this is off topic. Did you see the photo of Judge Ellsbury and Holiday heading to the batting cages today? No. Oh my God, Jake, you missed out. It is an amazing, I did a breakdown of it. You have to look at the photo. But Judge is walking to the batting cage and he's like pounding his bat into his hand and he looks like an 80s goon. So I think goon is used, one, as intimidating, bully, dumb guy. That's how I know it. Goon, like a hockey player. Goon's a bad thing. Goon was goon was the term they were using when uh, – who – um. Did so- someone got put into an NBA game just to fight or something like that? Yeah, well, that's because goon in hockey is just the guys that come in right. to fight. 
But if Mike is meaning it as in CC is like just coming into games and just bullying batters, maybe that's how he's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not get caught up on that. CC was fucking awesome. But the, the, the more point that he's saying is, and I think we've talked about this on this podcast before, but the mix of guys we have on this team and even Paul O'Neill, A-Rod's or Paul O'Neill said it reminded them of 96. They had the young rookie core. That was awesome. But it's the veterans that shape it and start it. And I know that I've said in the later innings, it's always the veterans getting on base. Todd, or I don't even know if Todd was on the team, Brett, Matt at Holiday at the time, Chase at the time. They were always the ones grinding and starting the rallies because, I mean, let's be honest, Gary and Judge are not starting rallies. They might be helping out every now and then, but they are they are not the guy. Didi, he bridges the gap between young and old, and he's doing it. But yeah, we have a great mix of veteran guys. And you listened to that podcast with CeCe and Pettit, who we talked we talked about this last episode. And and we talked about they would redo games, they chose bad ones. But what I got from it, the coolest thing I got from that podcast was CC said he used to watch Pettit when Pettit was in his last couple years of his career. He CC would watch Pettit watch games in the clubhouse, games that Pettit wasn't pitching, and he was invested and he was cheering his ass off, and he was truly like invested is the word invested in whether the Yanks won or not. And CC said when he first came over, um, when he wasn't pitching, it was like, yeah, I want you to win, but he wasn't watching every single pitch. He was relaxing. He was enjoying himself. And he said now in his, in his older, and he finally sees that he has a team that is able to do this. He is the same. He understands how Pettit was because Pettit was like, no, we can win. And CeCe's like, no, we can win. And he wants to let these young guys know everything fucking matters. I, that was my coolest thing that CeCe gave us in that podcast, the R2C2 thing. And you see CeCe, he's, he's on top step. I've, even after he got taken out of this game, he's on top step. Yeah. He's just cheering his ass I, I mean, my biggest thing that had me calm, too calm for the past couple of days was, you know, CeCe had been in games like this. And I knew... Even if he didn't have his best stuff, which he pretty much did, his best stuff in a while, I just knew he he knows that, you know, getting all amped, that football mentality doesn't work for a pitcher. There's never mm-hmm. been a picture that works for. He he was stuff if he clear the mechanism. If if he had his bad stuff, he was gonna go out there and pitch an old school. I remember it, it used to be funny when it, Andy Pettit used to do it because Michael Kay was actually good at recognizing it. Kay would, Kay would see Pettit in the first or second inning and be like, oh, Andy doesn't have his good stuff. And we're going to be in for a long one. So Andy would just nibble and throw these kind of gross pitches and just try to grind through six innings. And I knew if CeCe didn't have his stuff, he'd do that. <laughs> he, honestly, he must have been pretty amped up when he threw a couple of sliders and was like, oh, Oh, it's on tonight, baby. It's happening. I'll follow CC into war. Yeah, CC and Tanaka. Yes. I I think we need to emphasize that enough. We feel the same way about Tanaka as we do about CC. You just remember I opened up the show saying I was on a bucket of love? Yeah. You you just saying Tanaka? Yeah. And the thought in your face. and And the beers I've had lit up my eyes because. 
I remember specifically, Jake, I was doing a Periscope. I was early. It was early in my time doing Periscopes and talking to fans during the games. And they would ask me questions. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? I'd always get questions. And they said, who's your favorite two pitchers on the team? It was the middle of the season. I said, honestly, it's Tanaka and CeCe. And they're like, Tanaka's been trash. And CeCe's been, and CeCe's blah, blah, blah. What the hell? I'm like, we've said it a lot. Inherited wealth means something. And you find a soft spot, soft spot in my heart. And I mean, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't get to watch Tanaka start, but like my, my eyes welled up with tears thinking about CC going seven. If I was to watch that Tanaka start, yeah. oh, would die, would die. Hope you, so hope uh, you do. on to, on to the next, we got three it? more from Mike. I, I, I was going to say, um, what was I going to say? Oh, oh no, I, I want to shove something down your throat real quick and some, something i something i loved was the bullpen tanaka that got me going and i i think i told you and you said no because you assume they go sunny but if cc wasn't there i think tanaka was the next man up otherwise why is he in that bullpen i don't know <laughs> or, but they or showed- actually time out and i'll I think I'll end it with this <laughs> because I think you'll like this too. <laughs> what if what if Joe Joe's telling the, the pitchers their roles before the game and he's like, okay, you know, Sonny, you know, be ready. You you might be coming in early. You're you're our guy tonight. <laughs> and Tanaka's just looking at him like, no. <laughs> like if if someone's coming in, it's yeah, it will be me. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Sonny, <laughs> Sonny, le- Sonny left the room. Right, Sonny, yeah. Sonny walks out of the room in the meeting, and uh, and everyone's walking out, and Tanaka just grabs his translator by the shoulder, whispers in his translator's ear, "It's me." Yeah. Translator <laughs> goes, "Tanaka says it's going to be him instead of Sonny." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So he's going to sit out there, okay. But yeah, to, anytime they show Tanaka. I mean, I don't. Did we even talk about this last night on the podcast when Sevi pitched? Tanaka being on the yeah. top step for Sevi. Do we talk about that? It's just awesome, man. It, it, it's it's a really good teammate. Good, good mix of old and young. Good mix of old and young. Okay, number seven. And Judge needs to figure it out if we want twenty-eight. Uh, we just won a series without a lot of Judge. Now, okay, I will say this. I'll, I'll backtrack. Yeah, I said you got to backtrack. I said. <laughs> I, I said Judge had did, did enough where he helped every game because he robbed the home run, got two RBIs in the next game. Going 0 for 5 tonight with 5Ks, whatever the hell it was. 0 for 4. Officially, yeah, 0 for 5 uh, with 4Ks. <laughs> officially set Judge back. Uh, I mean, I, I, my argument was never he had he was doing good. My argument was never he did a good series or a bad series. My argument was he didn't hurt us. And since we won, he still didn't hurt us. But today, over five with four Ks was the nail in the coffin. And a lot of you guys were ahead of me, and you already put that nail in the coffin. I get a little more leeway because I liked the two-run two RBI. I liked the robbing the home run. Tonight, nail in the coffin. Judge had a bad series. He, he didn't hurt us. Because we won. I don't think anyone hurt us because we won. Besides Joe's challenge. But even that's over with. We'll talk about that later. Judge needs to figure it out. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting because you 
you know, we, we try to put on a manager's hat and a GM's hat, this, that, and the other. And you just mentioned Pedro Strop being a key part of the Chicago Cubs World Series run because he was the translator. So there's some, that's what David there's, Ross said. There's, I know there's there's things that you can just never factor in. I mean, this one's a little more obvious, but do you think Joe broke up Judge and Gary just because they're both looking kind of ugly right now? Or no, I think he the, wanted the lineups right, working. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, and, and and if you think about it, the lefty righty, lefty righty, they used yeah every reliever we saw today. Besides, Allen, right, or Miller, one of them. Every reliever we saw today, besides, whatever, we they used all their pitchers. They used it worked the left. Yeah. That 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 lineup change was great by Joe. It was. I think I think we have to address it because it's going to be a popular topic. Are you moving Judge in the lineup? No, absolutely not. Yeah. I I'm, I still think pitchers treat him with exactly. special gloves. They, and 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 who knows? It could have been. Maybe he just can't hit the Indians pitchers. He never saw Kluber before. There's, everyone else had seen Kluber twice besides Judge. He'd never seen Kluber before. So you say Didi had two games to calculate Kluber, and then in the fourth one, he got to him. Yeah. That's that's I don't really believe that, but I'm saying you can say that. Judge never saw Kluber before. Everyone else was seeing Kluber for the third and fourth time. Judge never saw the curveball, slider. They don't even know what to call it. Bowers curve. Maybe Judge just didn't match up with them. But they were still treating him with kids' glove. Uh, first at bat, Kluber goes 2-0. Fucking, fucking Judge was in hitter's counts all night, all series. Yeah. It had nothing. It was Judge's brain. So they're still pitching him carefully. Yeah. So I don't move I don't move him at all. He, that That's still the threat. He also led the league in OBP. He led this team. What message does it show to drop him down? You just won despite him doing bad leave him there and hope he figures it out yeah i i will say this i i think you're or the way you just sounded you're kind of in a ride or die mode if he were to have two more ugly games over fours with <laughs> three four k's i would i would probably be interested or open to a starlin switch or something like that just to it would be hicks you think so? I mean, I don't know. Just, just like you said, because there's a mental mind fuck to baseball. That's it, it would be. It would be Hicks if it's a lefty pitcher, Gary if it's a righty pitcher. Right. I mean, hope hopefully it doesn't get there. But at a certain point, you man. I I know he's getting special treatment. That didn't make sense. What I just said didn't make sense. Yeah. But I I don't know. I mean, it's, wait. It's still to some, do your it's still something to watch. We we gave Judge a lot of leash during his big slump. It I, paid I, off. He I, got out of it. Well, I you could argue a little too much. The Yanks were in a rut for a while. He was in a rut for a while. I mean, again, a playoff series you can only let it go so far, and and maybe something like that could spark him again. That's where you're either a genius manager or an idiot manager. That being said, if, if Judge gets a hit in one of his first set bats, I think he's back. But uh, to respond a little, because you kind of rope doped me there, you're like, would you keep Judge in the two hole? You like that? Well, if he goes, 
if he goes 0 for 4 in his next two games, I'd move him. I would also move him if he goes 0 for 4 with 4 Okay, well, that's not the way games. you made it sound. You were saying best OBP on the year. Um, do you know, no. ride with it? No. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, for the for the for game one, he is your two hole. Okay. And I then agree. no matter what happens game two, no matter what happens games one, he's your two hole game. He's your two hole game two. But if he goes two games, dreadful. But the thing is, he's still got his fucking. Ah, pit. See, I didn't rope a dope you. You're roping a dope yourself, bro. No, no. But here's more. Remember when he was bad and we were on the podcast and I said he looked like when your little your friend's right. little brother plays and you just go two strikes out, three pitches. That's when he was really bad. He's still getting into hitters counts and, and getting feared and, and taking up a lot of pitches. He's not doing anything with them. Yeah. But if he has two, if he has two terrible games, he's out, move him down. I don't care. Okay. All we'll right. See. Next. Something next to watch. Did you see that? That's my new Twitter thing. What to watch Something for. Watch. W2. W2, W4. Nice. All right. Going forward, what do we do? Going forward, what do we do at DH? There's actually no good answer. Thank you for that, because now we can't sound dumb. There's no good answer, says Mike. I guess Holiday deserves his chance. Girardi has dug himself in a hole, not giving him a chance. At this point, may have to roll with Ellsbury and Todd. That was true for this series. Um Holiday was never going to get into game five because he didn't get into game one, two, three, or four. I think Holiday's starting game one. Yep. I think Houston has lefty starters. Well, who's starting game one for Houston? Keichel. I don't even know. He's lefty. Keichel. Yeah. Start Holiday tomorrow, the off day. Get Holiday as many. Do whatever you can to get him I mean, ready. Holiday's still been taking batting practice. It's not like this guy's been in a cocoon. Well, batting practice is different than live pitching. I'm I'm saying they should have Shreve, whatever pitcher is still hanging around the clubhouse <laughs> that isn't on the roster, throw to Holiday live speed. I just I had a good laugh just thinking about like <laughs> Shreve. We got to prepare for Keuchel, so copy his motion and you're going to throw 200 pitches today. <laughs> Come on, like a like like practice <laughs> like <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Or like when you're faced Wakefield and then the knuckleball, like like first baseman coach comes in, just those knuckleballs all day in batting practice. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I agree. If Keiko's game one, I agree. I think Holiday starts game one. I think we see Holiday this series. Um and that's all. Whatever. I don't want to I don't want to get in we're already at an hour. I don't want to get in the next series yet. Maybe we'll do a little thing tomorrow, Jake. Yeah, I, we I just think we talk. will. I was scared of it at first, but I think we should. Okay, so there's one more thing from Mike here, which I think is super important. Girardi managed everything amazing tonight yet again. All I said all I'll say is hashtag what challenge. Now he did. I mean, the what you said he was four for four, and people were saying he should have taken CC out earlier. I kind of agree. He should have taken CC out all he was, earlier. He was three and I, a half for four. Yeah, I don't think it was brutal. I don't think it was crazy. No. But he was. He was. Joe. Joe did good. Joe did good. I mean, there's still an overlooming fact. He very well could have cost them the series. No, that's gone now. He could have cost them the series. There's there's no shame in saying that. That's fine, but 
let's move forward. Yeah. And that is not forgotten fact. It's not forgotten. Well, like, what do you mean? If they, if they lose the ALCS, you're going to be like, Joe could have lost them the ALDS. No. You can't do that. I, I think you say they're still going to evaluate the managerial role at the end of the year. If there's someone that's sexier than Joe, they'll make a play on it. So you think because I, even though he, I'm not saying it's even because, though he managed, I'm not saying it's because you, of that one call. I that's think, what it sounds like. You're I saying. think I think Girardi, Girardi proved when he was in Florida he can be a tough personality with the front office and the players sometimes. He no, there, not the players with the front there, office. There's a potential he can have kind of a a managerial shelf life of where I mean, look at. I I know John Farrell was in a much different situation, but he he'd won the AL East three out of five years or something. He won the Red Sox a championship, and he's out of town on a team that won the division. But like, if you had talked to any of our Red Sox fans for the past month, you knew Farrell was pretty much out of town. Any Red Sox fan, because there's rumors of his coaching staff disagreeing with every move he made. There's rumors that the the team didn't like Farrell. There's no rumors about Girardi not being liked by the coaching staff or the team. They've all only ever said, and that's not like, Oh, what about Chapman? Say that. we just said David Ross said Chapman's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> no, I don't know. But dude, Chapman went and apologized right away. Yeah. Cause he, he doesn't speak to. English. I've, I don't think so. I've, I think Joe is back in good graces. Girardi did good. He managed the bullpen well. He had he had one miscue. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this series. A weird miscue too, like a. It's a weird one. I, I that's fair to say, but it's part of the part of the job title. Now, J- Joe in his press conference today sounded like he didn't want to come back. It sounded like even if it was up to him, it, he didn't want to come back. That's because they asked him, like, what do you think about the future of this team? And instead of saying, this team looks good, yeah, we look good. Of course we have a good future. He said, the Yankees are set up very well. They will have a good future. Yeah. And it was like an obvious transition. So it seems, and and he didn't want a contract. They offered him to go into talks about an extension before free agency, and he said no. So, yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know. You you could spin it so many ways. You could... They throw a bunch of cash at Girardi, and they're saying this is this is what we're rolling with. Or it could be, you know, we're bringing in a new voice. We think we're about to start a dynasty. Blah blah blah. You, you know, depending I'd how stick with de- depending how I'd half full or half empty your glasses that day, it goes either way. But I'd he, stick with Girardi. He's I. He if he leaves, it wouldn't be because of that one play. I think it's a piece of the puzzle, but yeah, I think, I think that plays now out the window and his guys had his back. Yeah. And he managed well. I mean, saving D Rob and Chapman for game five in game four, which was a close game, mind you, which was a close game. There was an off day either way, but it's still the same. They went two innings each. Yeah. So that's good. He did good. Not impressed. I, so you're, are you ever impressed with a manager? Yeah. Joe Torrey. 
Wait, just killing bullpen arms? Got got. No. Joe Girardi was impressive besides the the biggest mistake. No, you can't Everything say he was, was impressive besides one thing. Except when that Why one not? thing was giant. It, in the end, we won. Yeah. So his impressiveness outweighed his mistake. Thank God. No, thank Girardi. You think Girardi won the team the last three games? He sure helped. What did he do differently than another manager? But in your world, you're saying managers never get credit for being good. I mean, they they can, but only to a certain degree. Well, whatever degree you allow it to go, Girardi earned it that series. He brought his team back from 0-2 to win. Kind of. He, he could have brought his team back from 1-1. What, whatever. What, what's should, the difference? He shouldn't be a, more of a hero because he put his team in that hole. It's the same conversation as the last time. He did a I'm good job. He's, I'm not saying he's better because he went 0-2. I'm saying he's good because he won the series. You're saying that his team rallied at his back from 0-2. They did. Yeah. Well, then you're giving him credit for that. <laughs> I am. Okay. They like him. Having the clubhouse is a huge part of being a good manager. Okay. If Girardi doesn't, if Girardi does not return with the Yankees, a lot of teams are going to give him an offer. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's all we got from Mike. Thanks, Mark. What else did I, what What else did I have? Someone has asked me, "What the hell did Girardi lose confidence in Green because he hasn't played him since the challenge?" No, can you, I can't think of a single time Green should have been in that he wasn't. Yeah. So I don't think he ever passed over Green. It was just it didn't. Robertson clearly. Present. Robertson clearly passed everyone to be the number two guy. And then Chapman. So I don't think he ever passed on Green when you would have usually went to Green since Tuesday. What What would have been interesting was the talk if 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 Canely or Green had to come in after Robertson today. I I think it would have been Canely. Again, we don't know. I, and I think the other, it, if that did happen, I think what Joe would have been able to hide behind is that Green still has more stamina. So he could have said, well, Canely and Green's kind of a toss-up. I wanted to save Green just in case the game got, you know, extras or something like that. Or my thought, similar to that, is that you go Canely because he's – got one inning in him because he already went and then he's tired and save green for Sonny's game one. Cause Sonny may come out early and then green can give you three on a lot of yeah. rest. Yep. All right. I think that's all we didn't talk about. We did not talk about Houston. I think we should we'll do another uh, one. Maybe we'll, We'll do one tomorrow, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. We'll look up Houston, the stats, all that shit. Get into it. Would have been too cocky to look up Houston stuff today. Neither of us were doing it. Yeah. Nope. Nope. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Well, so we mentioned, babe, you want to do one one minute one minute wrap ups of anything else you missed? The the AL the five game ALCS with the Indians. What else you need to get off your chest? Oh, we did not mention, which I said, game one, Jaime eating all those innings yeah. was was very clutch. A, Good job, Jaime. A, con- a controversial call for a lot of fans. We we had no problem with it. <laughs> that, was, that was a little cocky by me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Great. Chad Green's wife and uh, sister-in-law follow me. And I was DMing with them. And uh, they were very relieved that we won. Because yep. they said the uh, monkey is off Chad's back and Joe's back of the challenge and the Grand Slam. Yeah. I said, I said, well, Chad did give up the Grand Slam. I don't think a single fan even remembers that because they're just too consumed with Girardi. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'd, I, I, we, yeah, I'm not going to, I was going to say going forward, but we're saving that for tomorrow. Let's just end this here. We're, we're an hour deep. Yeah. Well, hey, whoa, hey. I, you got I, anything? I, I, I would just say the one thing. <laughs> and I guess Jay Bruce didn't really have it. Jay Bruce only had it for like two days, but I would love, and none of the Yankees really went nuts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like none of the Yankee bats were like out of control. Oh yeah, we did. You but know? neither, neither the Indians, I was saying that it was, it was a pitch. Right. It was weird. Cause Bruce, the starting Bruce pitchers was, were coming out. Bruce was scary. Like those two games, <laughs> which was weird. And then he, he put up a golden sombrero, the other one. But well, that's how you do it. Spread out your heroes. Bird was the hero, one nothing game. Didi's the hero yeah. today. Spread them out. Go Yankees! All right, we're out for today. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate, review. It's postseason. I'm a bucket of love. I'll take all the reviews and ratings as long as it's five stars, because that's awesome. Uh, thank you for listening. Go Yankees! Go. We are Yankees baseball continues. I was so scared, man. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when it ends. Yeah. It's my life. It's like, I've got this whole community of Twitter followers and I talk to them all day. We talk about the Yankees. What the fuck's going to happen in the off season. I'm going to be so bored. Hey. Although I do, owe, I do all owe my girlfriend some, some quality time and, yeah. and, and, and her mom, some flowers. Yes. Network does it. Yeah. They continue. Well, we're going to continue. We hope you all continue with us, but let's move on to the CS. We will, hopefully we'll put together a little preview tomorrow. Love you guys. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. Let's go!